Welcome to another episode of Your Queer Story. We're your hosts. I'm Paul Hobbs, and I am the genius behind the podcast. Uh, okay, so <laughs> such a stretch. It's like depends on what you consider a genius. The person that does. I'm the I'm the I'm the engineer behind the podcast. Well, that's you're fu- the brains. That's true. You're the brains. I'm the, the engineer. That's true. The also brains, but. Well, this is why brains. I don't do different brains. Okay, so so like today we're building our new studio. Which thank you, patrons. We're gonna come back again and thank you. But we're building our new studio, and uh, Paul it was definitely the brains behind putting together our desk and our equipment. That is true. If it wasn't for me, Evan would be sitting in front of his webcam trying <laughs> to do a podcast. <laughs> this is all true. But <laughs> I am very proud of myself because despite someone sitting to the side of me, huffing and puffing and all around, I managed to put together a script in about, well, I got really loud. <laughs> I managed to put together a script in about 30 minutes. So I am my own volume control. <laughs> I can be loud. And I can be quiet. Uh, yeah, so this is our first episode on our new audio equipment. So if the levels are off or something is strange, that's why. Yeah, but hopefully it's at least clearer. And um, we got some nice equipment. And like we said, thank you, Patreons. Literally, if the, if your ears felt like velvet right now, like it's a cushion as if as if the gods are breathing soft silk into your ear holes, it is because of our Patreons. So not only do we thank our Patreons, but you should thank our Patreons because they did this for you. They did. Their support allowed this podcast to grow and continue and upgrade our equipment. And uh, you're all reaping the benefits of what they, they put forward because... Yes. Yeah, we so. couldn't do it without you guys. So thank you. And you know what? If you're not in a place uh, to not support us, we don't want to make you feel guilty. We are so grateful to our patrons. But if you're not in a place, we also appreciate you tuning in um, to us every week and listening to us because that get that generates more buzz. And we so appreciate those of you that reach out and talk to us. Paul and I each were talking to different people this week, new listeners that we found or people that have reached out to us. Just about every week now, we're communicating with new listeners, and we appreciate it. So the more you talk about us, the more you share our podcast, the more you tell your friends, the more you know people we get on board, and the more we're able to do, more people we're able to reach. Yeah, and we're always down to talk. So if you want to message us on Facebook, you want to tweet at us, whatever, we will respond. That's right. Yeah, we'll always talk. We'll always talk to you. I feel like I'm in like an episode. I feel like I'm in NPR right now. Like I'm being kind of quiet. We're in an actual closed room today. So like, yeah, we're not. My house is very open. So like yeah. my, my living room connects to my kitchen and like the entryway with no door or anything. So it's pretty open. We're in a in a little studio. In a little studio. We even got a, a Your Queer Story sign hanging up behind us. It's crazy. It's crazy, man. Yeah, so anyways, so like we said, we're in our new studio. And today, for our first episode in our new studio, we wanted to christen it with a Villains of the LGBTQ, one of our favorite series, where we go and we talk about not people who are gay villains. One day we'll have that. But people who have specifically gone out of their way to show hate and bigotry to the queer community. The real homophobes of the world. The real homophobes. And this one is not a shocker. I'm pretty sure everyone, at least in America, knows who he is. I know we have listeners overseas. And if you don't know who he is, uh, I mean, like, I just don't know. Like, you I, must, we must be the only content you listen to. 
<laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, if you're overseas, you get your own homophobic. No, I mean, for like too. USA, for people in oh, the for USA. USA. Oh, yeah. If you talk to anyone in the USA, you know this man. You know, you've heard his name. Um, but he's probably affecting your life more than you think about it. Because as a queer person, just as queer people in general, like when you when there's homophobia and bigotry in one country, it spreads to other countries. It's even like uh, in, um, was it was Benai, where uh, the Stone the Gays bill was passed. And I mean, that while that might not affect, obviously doesn't affect people, queer people in the U.S., it could affect friends that they have overseas. It also it affects, affects innocent people overseas. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't know them, these people getting in power and making these laws, they're killing people for being mm-hmm. just like you. Exactly. And, you know, and the, our community is small and we're connected because we have to be. That's what happens when you're in a community like this. You know, you, you make connections and you have friends all over the world. And maybe it's not you, but you know a friend who has a friend who's living in a very dangerous situation. So when our world leaders are fucking asshats and bigots, um, it affects everyone, not just America. So, But today we're, at, we're talking about one of our biggest asshats who's managed to claw his way all the way up to the second highest um, office in the land. Of course he did, because that's what always happens. The scum always rises to the top. They do. And Jesus, when you, and uh, you know, on the surface, he looks like just another, like, white guy. Like, whoa, this old white guy made it to the top. I feel like he has a very Indiana look about him. Oh, he does. Like, like that, you, you can just, not you're just like, work. you're 100% from the Northwest Indiana. Or not oh, yeah. Northwest You're 100% from Indiana. You know the thing that bothers me about Indiana the most? They what? think they're the South. <laughs> oh, they do. Yeah, right? It's ridiculous. It's like we talk about all the time. They they still have their Confederate flags flying everywhere, even though they fought fought for the North, you know, uh, for the Union. They uh they just like they have this, there's this big like redneck. I'm a proud redneck. I'm a proud country person, which is fine, except for it just that's not. It doesn't make fucking sense. They're directly to the east of Chicago. It's, it's, it's fine, except for that's not you. You can, pay, you can play make-believe, yeah, but it's like, you're in the wrong place. It's just That's just not the culture. Like It is the culture, but that shouldn't be the culture because it doesn't make sense. It's like white people celebrating Cinco de Mayo. It's like, it doesn't make fucking sense, you right. know? You can do it, but, you know, anyways. Where am I going with that? So Mike Pence, Michael Penis, what's it? Michael Richard Pence, Richard. It's the most white fucking name you could ever get, and he is the whitest goddamn person. Yes, doesn't ever he? His hair is even white, isn't it? It's not even gray. He literally looks like a Q-tip. Could not find a whiter person from a whiter state and a whiter country with a whiter name. They should have just called him Whitey <laughs> at this point. I literally wish they had just called him Whitey. That would have been a. I mean, if he had been a Democrat, that's definitely what the Republicans would have called him. If he, oh yeah, right. Oh Whitey over there. Oh Whitey, yeah. But but he was actually he was a Democrat for the first part of his life, as we're gonna find out. So surprise, surprise, surprise. Yeah. Well, you want to get us started? This is a mini sode, so we don't have as much time as we normally do. Yeah. So Michael, Michael. <laughs> well, this isn't gonna go well. Michael Richard Pence was born June seventh, nineteen fifty nine, in Columbus, Indiana one of six children of Nancy Jane and Edward Joseph Pence Jr., both equally the whitest names ever. Nancy and Ed. Ed and Nancy. (laughs) The Pence family made a living running a group of gas stations in the small city and raised their children in the Irish Catholic Church. It's noted that the anti-immigration Pence was actually named after his grandfather, Richard Michael Cawley, 
who who immigrated from Ireland to the United States. So yes, surprise, his ancestors were immigrants. Guess who else had immigrant ancestors? Every single one. Every fucking person in here that's not a Native American. (laughs) Yeah. So surprise, surprise. Exactly. Yeah, Mr. Build the Wall Pence is, uh, you know, uh, just a second generation American. But our third generation American, mm-hmm. not second generation, but still, you know, I mean, that's still relatively new when you, you know, consider other families that have been in here. Like, uh, for, I mean, take Native American society if you want to go by other white Americans. Like, when when does immigration, when is it okay to be an immigrant? That's what I want to know. Yeah, I, I just want to. I want to know when the when the cutoff was. I just want to know when the memo because I missed the memo. They're like, well, the vice president's three generations. Melania's basically straight off the boat. Uh, um, so it's just now. Anybody just, from now on? It's just now. Well, anybody from now, but also if you're brown, we're gonna look further into your history. Yeah, exactly. And you probably should just leave right so now. So there's no rules. We just we're just gonna spend billions of dollars building this fucking wall because. Why not? Why not? We don't need to fix our schools. We don't need to fix anything else. No, that's fine. Yeah. So, um, it's my turn. It's your turn. So, as a young teenager, Mike was inspired by Democratic heroes such as John F. Kennedy, Martin Luther King Jr., and Jimmy Carter. Carter's 1976 campaign was one of the first times Pence became involved in politics. He was a senior in high school, and he was volunteering for Jimmy Carter's campaign. His family were proud Democrats, but sadly... Pence would leave their party and their faith behind. In 1977, he had he headed off to Hanover College, a liberal arts college. I can't talk today. I got this m- beautiful microphone in my face. I feel like we're being shy around the microphones. I feel like I'm on a first date. Right. This it's is like, our first time. We're just we're so close. <laughs> and um, and you know what's funny is we usually sit like leg to leg, and now we're like <laughs> we're I looking think, at each other. Yeah. And that's awkward too because Probably. we don't like to look at each other. <laughs> We, we do usually I'm don't like look at each at other. Phone, like... <laughs> we usually don't make eye contact an entire <laughs> episode, and now Paul and I are staring at each other <laughs> with these microphones in our Excuse face. Excuse me, waiter. Can I have um? Can I have another coffee, please? Excuse me. Hello. <laughs> All right. <coughs> so <laughs> he headed off to Hanover College, a liberal arts school with strong ties to the Presbyterian Church, which was kind of odd. I mean, when you think about Indiana, what's the biggest school in Indiana other than IU? Purdue. No. You fucked that question up. <laughs> we literally talked about it last week. Notre Dame. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. Notre Dame. He's a huge, his family is like these huge, diehard Irish Catholics. Like, they're big Irish Catholics. Biggest Irish Catholic school in the country. Notre Dame is in fucking Indiana. And where does he go? Goddamn Presbyterian Hanover College. Now, I don't know what Notre Dame's like law school. I mean, obviously he wanted a career in politics and probably chose Hanover because they had a better. I'm just, but I mean, it, it's a big turning point in his life, as we're gonna see. Yeah, because once you leave the cult, exactly that once you once you go and you find your own, who knows what the fuck you're gonna find? And if you're a little whitey pence. You're, I know Irish what we Catholics found. Just I, wide enough. <laughs> I know what we found. I just feel like he had a different experience. Clearly, well, it probably has to do with his first thing that he did in college, which was join a fraternity. Because why not? Jo- God, fuck the fucking fraternities. If you're a listener and you're in a fraternity, more power to you. But what the fuck are you doing? Come on, this whole boys' club. I get it, it's fun in college, but the the ramification. Well, first of all. 
it's fun in college unless you're not in the fraternity and you're being harassed or unless mm-hmm. you're one of the you know people that's being initiated into the fraternity or unless you're one of the people being excluded because you're black or you're gay or you're transgender or whatever fucking issues. Or you're one of the people raped by a member of the Exactly. Family. If you're one of the girls that are raped at one of their fraternity uh, colleges. Just, I'm, I, I know that there are people in fraternities today and I've met some good people, but I, I you know, but I just don't see the need for him anymore. Like that's just this whole culture where we're going to set you up for life. And because you knew Joe in college 20 fucking years from now, we're going to give you a job. That's f- fucking bullshit. Yeah. Let people go on and prove themselves. Jake, it shouldn't be all about connections. It, it exactly. It, it can't be. It, it's got to be about what the, what you earn, not about who you drank with in college um, and, and who you're, but you know, and the, and the connections go from the shit that you do in college, right? Because you covered up for your buddy, Phil, when or for your buddy Brett, whenever he raped a girl, and years later you're guess getting, what when yeah. you're going against the uh, <laughs> fucking entire government of the United States, mm-hmm. you're like, I don't know, I, that never uh, happened. Yeah, what right, are right? you talking exactly. about? Exactly. Co- yeah. So, um, anyways, the point is, get the fuck out of uh, fraternities. Um, so he joined a fraternity when joining when going to Hanover, and it was during this time that he also renounced renounced his Catholicism and became a born-again Christian, a born-again evangelical Christian, which are almost the most fun next to the The holiest of the holy. The holiest. Oh, my. Do you know how holy a fun uh, evangelical is? God. I see them on the TV all the time. They look pretty holy to me. They've got it figured out. I don't know what the fuck the rest of us are You know, there's all doing. those homeless people sleeping outside their mega churches, but let that's me tell the, you. That's not what we need no, to worry about. No, we need to keep no. the Mexicans out, Paul. Exactly. We need to make sure that I we're get limiting distracted. women's rights. I always rights. get distracted, and you always bring me back in. I do. I put, ground you. I ground you. you. Ground. That's what I'm here for. Hey, Christians. Today's episode is brought to you by Honey, the incredible browser extension. Honey searches the web for you and automatically applies the best coupons to your order. I have personally saved a ton of money using this extension. When we upgraded our audio equipment, we saved around $20. That was just one purchase. The average Honey user saves $30. How could Honey be any better, you ask? Honey now offers exclusive coupons for the Your Queer Story merch shop. So make sure you check it out while you shop for your new swag. To learn more, visit yourqueerstory.com slash honey. Again, that's yourqueerstory.com slash honey. So he broke away from, he became a born again evangelical Christian, which his conversion broke his mother's heart. And he left the Democratic Party because he was charmed by Reagan's conservative standards. Mm. Dicks will follow dicks. And I don't mean that I mean, as a gay joke. I mean that, that. that's my that's, that's what happens. <laughs> Paul's like, that's my motto. What are you talking about? <laughs> so after graduating Hanover in 1982, Mike headed to Indiana University's Robert H. McKinney School of Law in Indianapolis. While working to earn his law degree, Pence took a job at his previous alma mater and became alma mater. Oh, at his previous alma mater and became a counselor at Hanover from. 1981 to 1983 he graduated law school in 1986 and opened a private practice eager to get into the political game the field he was truly passionate about pence ran for congress in 1988 but he failed surprisingly (laughs) i am actually a little surprised i mean i don't know what he was like back then but he was like the perfect golden child for like yeah conservatism in indiana yeah well no that's the thing about him he what he wasn't that golden child until much later Mm -hmm. until he um 
until he started running on anti-LGBT policies. Actually, we'll see. He's we'll see. Like as we talk a little bit more about his previous life, which is why we're usually, you know, on these villains of the LGBTQ, we don't dive deep into these people's past lives because fuck them, we don't care. But with Pence, you really see this evolution of what he found a message that bigots wanted to hear and bigots would go out to the polls and vote for him and that message was Mm anti-lgbtq and he does not become the golden child until he starts running on that message all right well let's find out when that happens yeah (laughs) so he ran again in 1990 and again he failed putting his hopes for office aside mike joined a libertarian organization called the indiana policy review foundation he was also hosted by a local radio station to host a weekly half-hour radio show, Washington Update, with Mike Pence. So look at that. He's doing a weekly 30-minute show. We're doing a weekly hour show. We're going to be the vice president. Yeah, we're running there. for president next, bitches. You don't even know. It's coming. Vote for us. In 1992, <laughs> Pence began hosting a daily talk show on WRCR, The Mike Pence Show, and gave himself the nickname Rush Limbaugh on Decaf. Yeah. That's... But that's your... <laughs> So I'm like I'm like Rush Limbaugh, but I'm not as energetic. Come watch me. Literally, I have all the same hate and bigotry that Rush Limbaugh has, but I don't yell as much as he does, and I'm not as entertaining. I'd rather have Rush Limbaugh because at least with Rush Limbaugh, Limbaugh, I'm getting a show. With Mike Pence, you're just getting all the dry horse shit. Pretty much, you know. Mm-hmm. Throughout this time, his conservative views grew stronger, as did his homophobia, but he didn't have much power to act on his anti-queer rhetoric. At least not yet. Rhetoric. At least not yet. At least not yet. Dun, dun, dun. So, in 2000, Pence quit his radio career to focus solely on winning a congressional seat because he wanted it so bad. And this time, he did win. For the next 13 years, he served as a representative for Indiana in the House, and then in 2013, he won his bid for governor of the state and cemented his legacy as the as a bigot, uh, and cemented his legacy as a bigot with his religious freedom bill, which you know that bill it's been introduced in so many places ever. Isn't that since. the one that got Indiana boycotted? It got Indiana boycotted. It got North Carolina boycotted. They're still trying to push it through um, federally. Yeah, listen. Indiana got boycotted. Literally, major or <laughs> corporations were like, um, I guess we're just not coming to Indiana. Yeah. I feel so like we talked like, about this a lot, but it's true. It's, it's that, so, that boycott it was such were, a big yeah. thing on our life because yeah. I remember be- that during that time. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. That's the thing. It was This was during the early to mid-2000s that this happened. We were both, you know, um, I think I was still in the closet. Well, you were both still in the closet, but you were younger than me. So you were still in high school, I think, when you first introduced it. We'll, we'll, well get I to graduated in 2011. Okay, so I, think, I don't know. I'm, I don't know. Or maybe it was right after we came out. We're going to get to the timeline in a second. We're not there yet. So, <laughs> um, so but his but but despite this, his uh, his religious freedom uh, bill caught the eye of the far right, and it set Pence up to become Donald Trump's running mate in 2016. So he's a relatively unknown. Like he he goes into politics very unknown. No connections in politics, really. I mean, I, I will say that like he was a self-made politician, and then he, um, and then within a matter of sixteen years, he is the vice president. He's the running mate to the man yeah. that's running for president. I mean, that's- you know what's bullshit though is that Trump knew that Pence was his perfect running mate because he didn't have the religious right. 
Oh no, he, he did just it. had like the crazy super anti like he had like a group of people. Mm-hmm. Then by bringing Pence in, he was like, now I have all the religious vote. It's absolutely and, true, and he still does. Yeah, I remember ridiculous. because when when Trump was running in the primaries, and I was talking to my parents because that was when we were still kind of talking, and Trump was running in the primaries, and my th- parents. Like he was the very last on their list. Mm-hmm. No, no interest in him whatsoever. They were really big into big Ben Carson. Uh, they wanted Mike Huckabee. They had like there was like ten people before they ever thought about Tr- Donald Trump. They thought mm-hmm. Donald Trump was a joke, like the rest of us. And then when he won the primaries and he chose Mike Mike Pence for his running mate, there was like a switch that flipped in my parents. Where suddenly this guy who was a joke, who was an adulterer, a sinner, like had no business ever being in a public office. They were was all about like, him. He's the fucking second coming because goddamn Mike Pence. Wait, wouldn't was there. it be the third coming? Well, no, because Jesus said, "Well, you Jesus, Jesus has not come twice. again." Okay, but that doesn't count. Those those times that Jesus came back don't count as his. Second he came coming. out of the rock after he died. <laughs> That's not second coming. The second coming is the um is the what to call it. Well, wow, I'm losing touch with my uh, with my religious history, my fundamentalist history. The brainwashing no, has worked. <laughs> I'm bringing Evan deeper and no, deeper. No, I want to retain the this darkness. knowledge. No, with the um, when the trumpet sounds, do we go to heaven? The resurrection. His, the trumpet sounds. They have music. No, a trumpet is going to sound. In oh, disguise. I was like, they come and down. They got the like people, a band. No, there's just the trumpet's <laughs> going to sound, and all the people that are saved are going to go up to heaven, and the rest of us are going to be fucking set here for seven years for the millennium, or not for the millennium. So for, wait, we for get seven to stay? years for the tri. Oh yeah, for tribulation, and that's when the antichrist is going to come, and he's going to establish a reign of terror on our on our country, or on our, not our country, on our earth. And then so what happens the after of, seven years? At the end of the tribulation, the battle of Armageddon, and Jesus is going to come down from the sky with all his angels, and the Antichrist, who's revealed himself to be the devil, is going to rise up with his demons, and there's going to be a great war. And at the end of the war, so who, Jesus is going to be triumphant, <laughs> and the Lord of the Rings shall come forward, and he shall claim his crown with the Game of Thrones, and you're welcome very much. <laughs> but so who fights on the sides in the war? What I have, what do we do during the war? We just well, hide? we're going to be with the Antichrist. You know that bitch. Yeah, but yeah, that's it. That. There's only two sides. So why do we have to wait seven years for the war? That just gives the the guy seven years to build Jesus, up his army. Because Jesus is so called giving. He's giving people the chance to get saved. All the people that didn't get saved. So you can before, choose to go to heaven. No, no. But here's the thing. Here's the thing, Paul. Here's here's listen to me. So what happens is Jesus he he's he's given seven years. He took all the people to heaven. Now all the people that had never heard the gospel before, they have a chance to get the saved. What if you have saved. heard the gospel and you said that's crazy? The devil, you're you're not going to believe anything. You're you're not going to believe that there is that you're not going to believe that these people went to heaven. You're gonna you already missed your chance because you heard the gospel. So I'm and just going to be like, wow, it. half the population just just died. disappeared, and you're going to be oh, they just disappeared. They their just bodies they, just, they disappeared, and you're going to be coming up with ways of why they disappeared. <laughs> the only people that are going to be open to the gospel are the people that never heard the gospel. But is it even possible that anybody hasn't heard the gospel now? I don't know. I don't know, Paul. Oh, we're all fucked. We're all fucked. So. Regardless, where do, where do we go? The, the <laughs> revelation, not the revelation. What is the word I want? It's not the resurrection. It is, a, but it's something else. You know what? I can't. I can't think. Where was I going with this? I don't my know. whole point with <laughs> this, my entire point with this, was what? 
What the fuck were we talking about before we got off on this goddamn rabbit trail? I don't even know. About Mike Pence and... How your parents loved him. Oh, my parents. My whole point was, because you said the second coming. My whole point was the shift. The shift in my parents from Donald Trump is a fucking joke who should never be who did, should never be in any office to now he's got he's Jesus Christ reincarnate that is where it switched and they now they're like hardcore into Donald Trump he's a fucking sent from god because Mike Pence is on board so you're absolutely right that Donald Trump choosing Mike Pence Mike Pence cinched that that vote and you know what's crazy my stepdad actually likes Trump which sorry I never get that sorry for everyone i am very sorry he does and i don't know i feel like he liked him from the beginning i yeah. i just think well i i don't get it I if, don't. if you're not trying to rationalize things that's the thing that bothers me about my parents is that they're trying to like rationalize how trump could be you know like trump is a good person when he's not if your stepdad just liked him in his message he's not trying to rationalize his morals with this guy yeah. i don't think so just for the little i know about him I mean, I don't like that he likes Trump, but I'm just yeah. saying there's a difference between trying to to wrap your morals. My parents, who never let me wear a fucking pair of pants from the time I was born until the time I was 23 years old because I would be immodest, are now, you know, I wasn't allowed to touch the member of the opposite sex until I was married. You had to be married to touch the person you were and dating. And look where you're at today. And this clearly, guy, on clearly. his third girl, <laughs> after being caught with a porn star, is their fucking president fuck off yeah anyways so now we got to jump in because we're already (laughs) half hour into this we're gonna jump in real quick to um a timeline of pence's anti-queer policies and it is published by the indiana democratic party because they don't give a fuck you can go to indims.org if you want the same list but we're gonna read it off for you because you don't have to do it yep that's what we're here for and these are going to be things that you're more familiar with these are more modern things um, and I think this is important because with Pete Buttigieg in the um, running right now, there's been a lot right now. Like he's come for Mike Pence. He came for Mike Pence when he was the mayor and uh, Pence was the governor. He made it very clear that he was saying, listen, buddy, I'm yeah, coming for you. Exactly. And so and, and not in a good way. And Mike Pence has come back repeatedly and been like, Pete knows that I'm not anti-gay. I don't know where, where he where he could possibly pull it out of his ass that I would be anti-gay. I don't know. He must have reached real deep in there. <laughs> they must have been fisting. Not to make not to make gay jokes, of course, because I would never talk about Pete, but but that way. But uh, <laughs> but I'm not, and I'm completely not homo- homophobic. I have at least one gay friend, and I don't know what you're talking about. So he's always trying. Like Pence is always trying to come back with this. Like he's not homophobic, and his friends are always like, "Oh no, Pence, he's couldn't possibly." Where, he's just a where good. Where did you even come up with that? Good Christian man. He's a good Christian. He's just trying to honor the Lord. There's nothing wrong with honoring the Lord. But we're gonna go through and tell you all the things that he's done from his very first year in office. Actually, his first year was in 2000, but this was during his campaign. So the very first time that he's even starting to get into congress so go ahead in 2000 during his congressional campaign mike pence said congress should oppose any effort to put gay and lesbian relationships on an equal legal status with heterosexual marriage so from the very beginning he's been against gay marriage we know that think about how if you are a straight listener Mm -hmm. i want you to take what i just said and think about it he literally said that LGBT people should not be equal in 
the legal state and like in states eyes yeah we shouldn't be yeah it's like the thing oh no i support the queer community i just i just don't support you having the same rights as me well that doesn't make fucking sense that's not support and for everybody who (laughs) says oh they just want to be as grumpy as everybody else or as unhappy uh no it would be nice to have the tax benefits Mm -hmm. the uh benefits in case of a death or a life emergency or hospitalization or uh anything it would be nice (laughs) to know that if you if you're like you said on on your deathbed your spouse can actually make these decisions instead of your homophobic parents it would be nice to know that they get to oversee your funeral that your housing if something were to happen they don't you know that half of the house would go to you instead of their parents yeah it would be nice to adopt a child together and not have one parent and one have to, other. Yeah, yeah. One parent is able to adopt the child, and the other person's never able to. I know a couple who, uh, quote unquote, lived in Indiana. They adopted a child together, but only one mother was ever able to have legal custody of that child, and the other mother, though she was just as involved from the moment that child was born, from get having the child conceived, was never allowed to be recognized as the child's mother. So. Like you can say, oh, they can still say mother, but yeah. So what? What about getting picked up from school? What about doctor's visits? What about emergency? Like, there's so much that goes into it. What about just the knowing that you're legally bound to your child? Exactly, that it's safe. If that mother dies, if the mother who's a legal authority dies, her child will not go to the child's other mother. The child will go to a a family member or to 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 social services that's fucking bullshit and you can hope that the child the parent that the child goes to will take will you know say no this is your child but if the parents of that person are homophobic they'll keep that child away from the other mother yeah and never let her see the child again exactly so yeah marriage fucking matters and marriage matters and don't give us this civil union crap of, okay, well, you can have the same rights as a marriage. You just can't call it a marriage because we were the first ones to ever think of a marriage. Go fuck yourselves. Marriage has been around for centuries upon centuries, long before evangelical Christianity, long before Christianity. So go fuck yourself with that. All right. Uh, in 2000, all, as well, still during his campaign, Pence supported the reauthorization of the Ryan White Care Act only if federal dollars were excluded from organizations organizations who celebrate and encourage behavior that facilitates spreading of the hiv virus that's what he called it so uh, <laughs> he's literally saying if you are a lgbtq friendly organization you're celebrating the spreading the spreading of hiv virus we're that's not how worried about the it. people that are are lgbt friendly we're just worried about the ones who spread the hiv virus which are the lgbt people yeah <laughs> and he only supported um, he only supported the the funding um, if those institutions provided assistance to those looking to change their sexual behavior. So you had not only did the institution couldn't the institution be LGBTQ friendly, but the institution had to support conversion therapy to get federal funding. So. Um, yeah, a, that's yeah. about the most fucked up. Well, there's more fucked up. There's stuff, more. That's, this is just in 2000. This is the beginning. This is before he even gets in power. So yeah. in 2004, Mike Pence co-sponsored a proposed amendment to the U.S. Constitution that would define marriage as solely between one man and one woman, going back to his earlier campaign promise. Exactly. And this is co-sponsored. So this is, again, he's right in the thick of it. He's not just a person who um, who voted Supported for it, it right. which, which is bad enough, but he's not just a person who voted for it. He's authoring these bills all right uh in 2007 
Pence voted against the Employment Non-Discrimination Act, which, as we know, is that's where you can't discriminate against someone for their identity or their orientation. Imagine voting against that. Like no, no, you can. Well, that's literally his platform. Like you can, yeah. Of course, you can discriminate against against someone. Now, if someone ever's put that you can discriminate against Christians, I'd like to see the fucking oh. wad that his panties would. Well, be that's in. like when, um, I mean, when they kicked Sarah Huckabee Sanders out of that restaurant, they didn't do it because she was religious, but because she was a member of Donald Trump's cabinet or yeah. party, like whatever, and. The internet like almost blew up. Oh, of course they did. It was oh my god, this and that guy, was just because she was with Donald Trump. Imagine if it was Christians, like that would be it. I, it is hard to find a politician that has a bigger persecution complex than fucking Mike Pence. He is even just his commencement speak, his commencement speech just a few days ago. If you look, you look on the news right now, you'll see that over the weekend his commencement speech was warning people about what was going to happen. To the religious right about the dangers we're in and about we, how we need we're to not going to be allowed ourselves. to discriminate anymore. We're not oh going to be call, able to call people What's faggots anymore. We're not going to be able to be uh, racist anymore. What are we going to have to do? We're going to have to accept that everybody's equal. How the hell can we do that? How can we do it? We're clearly superior Christian white people. Yeah, and one of the biggest upswings in evangelicalism since the 1980s. So in 30 fucking years, we are seeing the biggest rise in support and just flagrant um bias towards evangelicals in america and he's coming out and talk and he's still stoking those flames those martyr flames you guys better be careful they're coming to take your rights away as as jewish synagogues are getting shot shot up as muslim um oh i don't know the proper word what's the word mosque Ma- yes, as as mosques are being shot up, as uh, black churches are being burnt to the ground. Specifically, black churches, specifically not just Christian black churches. Black churches are being burnt to the ground. As you know, as one group after another is being attacked, he's going up to the Christian right and fucking America and telling them, "You're no, you're the one who's under attack. He's fueling the you're flames the one. to cause more terror." Exactly, he's fueling. He's soaking that fear. He's got to get I it going. I think he should be persecuted for terrorism against the United States. Right. <gasps> He should be inciting terrorism against inciting terror. He's not persecuted. He should be arrested for inciting terrorism. But of course, that's not going to happen. Did I say prosecuted? You said persecuted. I meant prosecuted. Don't don't say persecuted because you're going to fucking trigger him. (laughs) (laughs) So in 2010, Mike Pence voted against the "Don't Ask, Don't Tell" repeal, which allowed LGBT Americans to openly serve their country in military service. Which this is one of the most annoying bills in the first place. It's like, listen, you can be as gay as you want, just don't tell us you're gay exactly and you can even, you can go die as long as we don't know you're gay it's oh fine. yeah just don't and tell you, us you're and gay. you just don't tell like or queer or what you know any you can, umbrella term you can serve in the military you can be transgender you can do whatever just don't tell us because then what then what happens what happens if we fucking tell you because, because it wasn't then, even it's illegal to be gay or queer in the military it's that we don't want to hear it because then we're gonna have to address it publicly Everyone's going to know. Do you want everyone to know? No. (laughs) So, yeah. So in fucking 2010, he's still pushing that. 2012, Pence refused to say on the record if he supported a same-sex couple raising a child together. So, you know, and he's, he's, uh, there's a lot. That's just once. But that's just where he wouldn't go on the record. But there's, he's a lot where he just won't support uh, same-sex parents. Yep. In 2014, Governor Pence supported HJR 3, a bill to add an amendment banning same-sex marriage in Indiana's constitution. Yep. Um, so, yeah, that was, the, I mean, this was the, this was not the first time. 
That that was HJR three was the first time that the uh, I remember this because um, just a few years earlier I had been actually no this might have been the year where I went and I I um demonst- I protested against gay marriage. It was 2014-2015 where the the queer community in Indiana finally had enough of a foothold where they could present this bill and they might actually get it through. And my church bust us down to Indianapolis and we all stood there. There were hundreds of us and we protested against gay marriage. And I mean, we had protested in our area a lot, but like we were that there was at the courthouse. And I was a high schooler. I was a high schooler at this time. Yeah, this was 2014 because I was a... I was a you uh, were not a high schooler in 2014. I graduated high school in 2011. Oh, I'm thinking of 2007 when we did that. <laughs> we did that a... <laughs> no, I'm no, like, no. wait, I'm No, I was a high mind. schooler because I remember being in high school. So that was 2007. 2014... What I was out in 2014. Yeah. That's when HJR three is. I'm sorry. There's another bill which is not. You on can just here. tell. There's so many times that Mike Pence tried to ban gay marriage. Exactly. That we don't even know. Where I don't we're think. At anymore. But he wasn't the main proponent in 2007 when I went down mm-hmm. there. 2014. I think my church did sin again, but I was out of the church by then, and I was already out. So never mind. I but, well, you saved yourself, and then I opened your eyes. Thank you. Yes. So to but, the ways of atheism. <laughs> so when he said, yeah. So I don't know. So in 2007, that they but they didn't get that through. 2014, that was a bit. But I remember HJR three because I was in the community, and I was trying to help a local commu- uh, local LGBT group pushed through hjr3 yeah, and i remember, I remember that. sharing well that's when we we tried to do the um our huger equality yeah. website that's what it was yeah that's what i knew that bill listen we've been pro we've been working for this community for a, for long, a long time, time. i was like we i know that bill we just have not been able to get a foot a foothold a foothold <laughs> foot until now yeah yeah that's what i was like i know where that bill is i remember seeing it so many times hjr3 i thought it was when i was protesting against it but this time i was on the right side of history so good for you evan you can cross the lines if you're on the wrong side of history there's still time for you come to the light come to the light but we didn't get marriage equality then we didn't win it in indiana and so pence was successful so um is this you or me i think it's you in 2015, Governor Pence signed the Religious Freedom Restoration Act in a closed-door ceremony surrounded by special interest lobbyists. Oh, surprise. Yeah, him just fucking slipping it in like a little bitch. Yep. In 2015, Governor Pence said on ABC's This Week that it was absolutely not a mistake to sign RFRA, throwing Indiana into a $250 million economic panic and putting Indiana's Hoosier hospitality res- rep- reputation in jeopardy. Yep. And then again, that same year, because he was on a roll, even after his approval rating plummeted from the RFA. So this is the the bill that we're talking about that like really put him, this made him the golden boy to the far right. And it really made everyone else wake up and be like, wow, this guy is an asshole. Um, Mike Pence on July 22nd told the media he is studying the issue of LGBT rights and whether or not he support across the board protections for the LGBT community. So this was an older... Um, this is an older article, but, um, but he, eventually he did repeal the RFA. Yeah. He had no choice because he was like, wow, if we don't, uh, get our shit together, we're just going to be in a really bad place. Shit storm. Yeah. So he, you know, um, so this past week, so, and, and, and he continues now, um, we know that a lot of the, the anti, especially the anti-transgender, um, bills and policies that have been implemented are backed by Mike Pence that are really being presented by Mike Pence, 
Pence through Donald Trump. So we're all blaming Donald Trump as we should. He's the president, but the man that's behind it, the pu- the guy pulling the the strings on the anti LGBT, the puppet master is Mike Pence. So we've got the transgender military ban. There is also the other uh, in in for the uh, United Nations. It's a bill in works that would take that would make gender um, gender yep. wording only male or female, and it would be based on a person's sex at birth. So are there a person's assigned sex at birth, not their sex at birth, their assigned sex at birth. So obviously that can have huge world ri- worldwide ramifications. Just as fueling the fire. Exactly. If you think thing, people are being killed in other countries because of who they are by the government, mm-hmm. not just by rogue people. Um, so that is just adding fuel to the fire. You know who's going to back something like that? Mm-hmm. All of the extremely racist hate, not racist, the extremely bigoted, homophobic, hateful, yeah. homophobic countries, and we're gonna—it's putting the United States on the wrong side of history, right? Oh, now. it does, it does. It'll, it'll it create so much harm and discrimination, and that, and it's on such a worldwide level. The United Nations to come to them and say, "Hey, we need to make sure that we be very clear on what gender is and and how we perceive it." So. Um, the community he's been attacking the most lately is the transgender community. They're the the new, um, the new target, right? Because uh, you know, non transgender people are they look more like us. So right. again, it's that thing of well, okay, well we can stop attacking this group of people, but this other group of people that's a part of that community, but they're they're different. So they're yeah. the, they're the scary ones now. Yep. And it's just continuing, you know, chiseling down into who the new scary people are. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, they just move on. I mean, it was it was gays and lesbians. It's, you know, um, it's transgender individuals. They're going to keep moving on. They're, you know, you know, eventually uh, polyamorous couples will be have more of a platform. And, of course, that's going to be a whole front to marriage. And that'll be a whole um, debate of course, we don't even talk about. You yeah. know, we haven't talked about our B- BDSM listeners, and of course, we know we. You know, we try when for us. You know, like queerness is a whole spectrum of just not seeing sex and identity in a box. You know, and however, as long as you're being respectful, as long as you're with consenting adults, nobody's getting hurt. Whatever you want to do is your business, and we support it, and we want you to enjoy it, and we want you to be open to to. We want you to be free to be open about that if you choose. So that's what we support at your queer story. And, you know, this conversation is going to continue to evolve because even if once we make more progress on transgender rights, there's another group in the queer community that's going to need support. There's always going to be someone. So just because you get your rights, don't leave everybody else behind. Exactly. We've seen that happen in history over and over. And every time a group leaves another group behind, Mm -hmm. your numbers fall and you get put back under again exactly it, do, it never hurts you and we see that we're going to be talking about stonewall in june and so just a couple weeks and we're going to talk a lot about the way that the the white gay community shoved everybody else to the side so that they could get ahead and that's just a reality that we all have to address and face we have to be honest about our history if we want to keep going forward and we want to keep progressing we can't learn pretend, from the past exactly we can't pretend we didn't make mistakes we did. That's a reality. We have to address it and be like, and remember, we're not going to do this again. We're not going to do this again. We're not going to, we got to watch for these signs and nip it in the bud. And if you want to check out that new, the the new Mike Pence fear speech, he was speaking at Liberty University. There's a couple of good, um, good articles on there. I like Mother Jones, but they do get a little radical. Um, so any, every major news source, even Fox News has a decent article about how he, um, 
about how he was kind of hateful. <laughs> not he was hateful, but how he was just stoking the the fear the fear mongering of, you know, telling these Liberty grads, you know, you better be careful. They're going to ridicule you on the, the left. You better be careful because you're going to be persecuted for being a Christian and such a fucking hyping pile of bullshit. But so that is, so if you're wondering about the evolution of how this guy got into the white house and why we talk about Mike Pence so much and why it matters and why it's kind of terrifying. Don't assassinate it. No, uh, Donald oh Trump, my God! Every time somebody God. is like, "Just take him out," I'm like, uh, "Then oh, you know Mike Pence don't. is going to get in charge." Oh my God! And like, literally, if you think, if you, I want, I don't know what to compare it to, but if you think that um, Donald Trump is the evil one in the White House? He's just a dumb fuck. Yeah, Mike Pence, he's is, an asshole. Is he's evil. stupid, and he's really rude and very rude, yeah. bigoted and racist. But the mastermind in there is not Donald Trump. No, it is Mike Pence, and you do not want that motherfucker running this country. And I promise you, he is going to run for president once Trump is done. Oh yeah. So, um, be on the lookout. Do not be swayed. I mean, this guy is a fucking prick, and uh, yeah. Nothing. We don't even have funny things to say because no, that's how much of a piece that, of shit he is. Sorry, we just ended on a downer. <laughs> yeah, we did. No, but you know what? It's okay, though, because we're about to hit Pride Month, and that's the best month. It's going to be so fun. I love Pride Month. I yep. always look forward to June because not only is it Pride Month, it's also usually really warm out. You know, mm-hmm. it's a night. It's the best month to have Pride Month on. It just is. It's perfect. The weather's not too hot yet, but it's nice enough. You're not drowning in rain like we are right now. Yep. It is just gorgeous. And our store is going to be launched soon. Yes. Yeah, so not this episode drops on Wednesday, mm-hmm. uh, the fifteenth, I think, and then Monday after the store will be live. Yeah. We will have, I want to say, at least three or four shirts up. There might only be two. It depends on how things go. But we have a super awesome your queer story T-shirt with our wonderful, beautiful faces on it. Yeah. Um. And right now we also have a um, homocrat shirt. Love the Homocrat it's shirt. It's really awesome. It's very awesome. I want to try to have a gender queer and a sodomite shirt live by then too. Again, mm-hmm. can't promise anything depending on how the week goes. Yeah, but the other two are all ready. So there's at least two that will definitely be there and we'll we'll have a little bit more merch for you. Uh, all reasonably priced. I mean, uh, around 22 to $25. We make a small profit off of that, but we made sure that we got um, uh, all of our stuff is made in America. Um, yes made in america it's all designed in america um some parts might be like some fabric or something might be imported but it's actually sewn and put together in america and not in a sweatshop yeah yeah ethically made people are paid right so we really made sure that we were careful where we got our material from so it might be you know if we could have done five dollar shirts we would have but you know we wanted to make sure that we were getting it from the right place the right people and paul did really great work on the designs guys so you got to check it out and also our illustrator Amanda J. Amanda J. Toner. Amanda J. Toner, who did our new graphic on your queer story. So check it out, guys. That's going to be coming soon. Like we said, not not quite yet, but definitely before our next episode or by our next episode, you will be able to buy your Pride merch from your queer story. Thank you again, Patreons. So stay queer. Don't get a lobotomy. We love you, our allied hookers. We love you, our little suckling sapphists and our humble... Proud homocrats. Proud homocrats. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Bye.